0: All right, after looking at the general introduction to the appearance of this city, uh, we are given measurements for the city, and this is why I say it's a quite a massive city that we're looking at. In Revelation 11:11 11, 11, actually, I guess well, let's look at the verse first uh, the one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod in order to measure the city and its gates and its wall. So he's about to measure this giant city. And this is not the first time we see measurements being taken of God's holy places um, in Revelation. The last one was in Revelation 11, uh, where John is approached and given a measuring rod and told to measure the temple. It says, then there was given me a measuring rod like a staff. And someone said, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Uh, so this staff would have been made out of wood. Um, So this is a measuring rod that's probably just a wood measuring rod. These were usually about 10 feet uh, long. Uh, These, uh, I think they're called stadia in the Greek. It's a standard measurement uh, used in the first century. Uh, But he was told here, get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Those were the three things he was told to measure, and he was not told to measure anything else. In fact, he was told not to measure other things. So, temple, altar, and the worshipers. But he says, Leave out the court, which is outside the temple. And do not measure it, for it has been given to the nations. So, here's the reason that he's not measuring it's because it does not belong to God and his people. He has given it up uh, for the nations. They will tread underfoot the holy city for 42 months. And this gives us the explanation of why, or I guess in what manner it has been given up. Not that God has given up ownership of it, but that it is not used at this time uh, for his glory and for his purposes, but it is being tread underfoot by the Gentiles for 42 months, which is three and a half years. This is looking towards the, or this in Revelation 11, when we were just on the verge of the midpoint of the tribulation, was looking forward to the time where the false Messiah, Uh, would be persecuting the Jewish people, and the Jewish people will have evacuated um, Israel for Petra. And so uh, God's holy place on this earth, the temple and the temple mount um, of that, just his, the rebuilt temple and the altar within it, um, and then the people who were worshiping him within it were measured out because they belonged to him. Back in Zechariah, we had the precedent set for this. Uh, where it says, then I lifted up my eyes and looked and behold, there was a man with a measuring line in his hand. So I said, where are you going? And he said to me to measure Jerusalem, so the whole city here, to see how wide it is and how long it is. And behold, the angel who was speaking with me was going out and another angel was coming out to meet him and said to him, Run, speak to that young man, saying, Jerusalem will be inhabited without walls because of the multitude of men and cattle within it. For I, declares the Lord, will be a wall of fire around her, and I will be the glory in her midst. So we were looking forward here to the return of Israel um, to the Israelites after um, the captivity, where the whole city would be returned to Israel's sovereignty. Uh, and this did happen for a uh, for a short time. But this measuring out, God often measures or counts or indicates what is his and what belongs to him and what is consecrated to him for his uses. So here this golden measuring rod is about to measure the whole city and its gates and its walls. So it is sanctified to him for his uses and his purposes. In verse 16, then we get these measurements of all these things that God said to measure begins by saying the city is laid out as a square and its length is as great as its width. So we've got two dimensions here, length and width, and it's in a square. He measured the city with the rod and he found that it was 1,500 miles, both wide and long. Uh, And 1,500 miles, just keep this in your mind because it'll come in handy later, is 7 million feet about. Now this 1,500 miles is rounded up uh the there's two different figures given for it, depending on what the standard qubit is because this is this is given in qubits um, it's either thirteen hundred and eighty miles or thirteen hundred and forty two miles um, depending on the measurement of a qubit, but it rounds up um, just easily here in the translation I guess to fifteen hundred miles, uh, which is about seven million feet, so somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, now this, there's been lots of um, different means of comparing this to things we're familiar with. Um, we being in the United States, I think the best one for us is it stretches from the Pacific Coast all the way to uh, the Missouri River, uh, or no, the Mississippi River, uh, or it goes all the way from the uh, from the Atlantic Ocean in, I think, as far as. Colorado, the end of Colorado. Uh, so it's quite large. Others, um, it's, it stretches from Rome to Jerusalem, or it stretches from Adelaide to Darwin in um, Australia. Um, any of those figures might help you, maybe not the Australia figure. Uh, but this is a massive, massive city, larger than anything that existed on this earth. And it may very well be that since this is a new heaven and a new earth, that the earth itself is expanded to fit this. Um, But also, we shouldn't be concerned about the physics of it, because when God created this creation, he created the physics to go along with it. Um, There's no restraining what God can and can't do in this new uh, creation. And if he wants to make the physics, um, make this possible, if not probable or plausible, Uh, That's what he's going to do. Um, He's giving us a description here of what he's actually seeing. So we know it's possible and all things are possible with God. And this is the city uh, in which we are going to uh, reside in the new heavens and the new earth in his presence. Now, this is uh, a common artist rendition of it. Uh, This is most likely what is being described here. If we look at the verse, uh, it says that its length and width, and now he adds as well, and height are equal. So not only is it going to be 7 million feet long and wide, but it's also going to be 7 million feet high. Uh, Most do put it in a square. Um, I think this is probably the best understanding of these dimensions here, but there are a few other possibilities given to us. Uh, Clarence Larkin and a few others point out the fact that a pyramid also has the same length, width, and height. Uh, This loses some of the imagery of the tabernacle, which I think is, or the Holy of Holies specifically within the tabernacle, which I think it is alluding to, and exchanges it for an image that looks more like the false messiah's attempts to make a kingdom. Um, I don't think it is going to be a pyramid, but it is an interesting idea, and it does It doesn't contradict what the text says. um, So it has to remain here as an option. The other, and I think this is fascinating, I don't think the text actually points in this direction, but it's hard to strictly rule out. And we'll see why in a second when we get to the description of the wall. Um, The other option that's given to us is just like this present creation may have been created with a solid. firmament or solid atmosphere uh, that helps the greenhouse effect in the pre-flood world, um, that this new creation is going to be surrounded by a crystal orb or globe, and that the city itself, this uh, new Jerusalem, is itself uh, the new planet that we will live on. Um, So it would be a smaller planet the size of a moon, it would be a cube, and it would have a crystal orb around it, or perhaps a crystal box around it. Um, and that would be why it's so shimmering and glittering to um, John. Now, this isn't a, a view held by many, but it's also not held by lunatics, really. So I'm I'm hoping they have some good reasons for why, although they don't really explain it. I think J. Vernon McGee is one of the most uh, common proponents of this idea that the New Jerusalem is a planet. It's just a square planet in the new creation, um, and um, he's got a reason for it—at um, least, uh, at least one reason for it. Um, and this, because this verse kind of trips people up, they don't really understand what it means. Um, if we've got this seven million foot uh, cube city. Um, and then it has a wall around it that's one hundred and forty four cubits or two hundred and sixteen feet. Uh, now, this can either be the width of the wall or it can be the height of the wall. If it's the width of the wall, as some try to argue, um, then it could be the width of the wall that is seven million feet. Um, the ratio of that is less than paper thin, but again, with the new physics in the new world, that's not a, really a problem. Um, but it is odd. Uh, there also could be a wall around this um, 7 million foot tall um, city. Um, and so it would be a very, very, very microscopic wall next to that great city. And so I think this is why people like J. Vernon and McGee have preferred to see the width of this wall as being a wall that actually encircles the entire um, the entire city as an atmosphere of sorts. Uh, So here's Clarence Larkin's view of that wall. Uh, He makes this 216 foot wall, I guess, in perspective, he puts it close to us and it looks bigger. But um, this is what he would be saying is 216 feet tall. Um, And then the pinnacle of the uh, pyramid in the middle would go as high as it is wide. this artist's rendition has this is the wall uh, very much uh, enlarged so that we can see it. Uh, but that it's around the base of that cube. And the other option, again, is just that it's the width of the uh, the gold surrounding the cube. And J. Vernon McGee and others would say that this atmosphere around the cube is what is 216 feet uh, wide. And that's what's called a wall. Um, So any of them are possible. There's no precedent in the Greek language for calling an atmosphere a wall, but if it's a solid uh, thing, uh, perhaps that's the word that John used. Um, So these are the three that I think can't really be ruled out that easy, Um, but it's probably more likely a cube, and it probably more likely does speak of a wall around the cube um, that is not nearly as tall as the cube itself is. So why I think it's a cube um, is because once again, this whole passage points towards the imagery of God's presence with man, or better said, everything leading up to this city um, has used cubes um, to indicate God's physical presence together on earth with people. Um, So one, for example, was during the millennial kingdom, uh, which is during Christ's reign on earth, there will be a temple on earth and many many of its measurements are given to us um, as a square and the holy of holies which is present in the um in the millennial kingdom in uh, ezekiel 43 is once again a cube just as it was in solomon's temple and this is the locality of of god's presence as the glory returns to the kingdom in the person of uh, jesus the messiah in solomon's temple also uh, the um, the Holy of Holies was a cube. Um, so the priest would enter into that cube uh, once a year and offer the atonement uh, a sacrifice. Here in 1 Kings 6.20, we see the inner sanctuary was 20 cubits in length, 20 cubits in width, and 20 cubits in height, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid the altar with cedar. Uh, so the same thing was true in the tabernacle, except it wasn't overlaid with gold. Um, but again, I think the imagery here is important and very purposeful, uh, because remember when Moses was given instructions on how to build the tabernacle, he was given so to replicate that, which he saw, um, in as the temple made without hands, um, that would be Hebrews, um, seven and eight, I believe, uh, or nine rather, where Moses was told to Make a copy or a shadow on this earth of what he saw in heaven. And so, this tabernacle being a cube and not a pyramid, I think is important because this is what Moses saw and this is a description of what he saw. But here on this earth in the temple, we have a cube that faces inward where it's inlaid with gold, not outlaid with gold. So, God's presence being confined, concealed to this area, whereas in the new heavens and the new earth, we see it from the outside. No longer is it covered by skins, no longer is it covered by uh, stones, but God's presence itself is the center. um, And its glory shines in all directions. Uh, So I'm fairly convinced that it's speaking of a cube and not a pyramid. Um, And then I honestly don't know what to say about the (laughs) um, atmospheric solution to the problem. It's possible. Um, there is not nearly enough textual evidence to actually state that as a solid view, it is conjecture, um, but it's interesting. So I share it. Um, here's an artist rendition then of the angel with a golden measuring rod who measures the city and John washing alongside him. Uh, did we hit the last point in there? Oh, we did not quite. Um, The last thing to point out then, after seeing that picture of John with the angel, is this this wall, which we saw, the 72 yards or 144 cubits, 216 feet, says it's measured according to human measurements, which are also angelic measurements. So many have taken this to either equate the size of an angel with the size of a human, um, or else they say that in the new Um, In our glorified bodies, we will be enlarged to be the size of angels. The text doesn't actually merit either one of these or warrant either one of these solutions. Um, The issue here is we have an angel measuring uh, this city, and it is a massive city. He's using a gold measuring rod that is usually measured against the human body um, for its ratios. And so a question may occur or arise in the mind of one of the readers. Well, this city is just too big to believe. Uh, They must be using different measurements. Oh, look, he's using the measurements of an angel. Those must be different than the measurements of a human. John is assuring us here that the angel who is measuring the city is not using any standard that we're not familiar with. He is using the standard human measurements that they would be familiar with. So this speaks to the trustworthiness of the figures that are given to us for this city. Uh, we have no reason whatsoever to take it as anything but literal. Uh, the only reason to take it as not literal is because we don't believe what is said. Um, it it gives it to us in very literal, plain speech.